Uh, all right. Are you ready to start wow. light this yeah, candle? That's... Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Are you ready or are you not ready? Because you must sound ready. I, no, I, I'm ready. Are you sure you're I, ready? I feel pretty. Oh, so pretty. Yeah. No, I'm good. What's with the singing? I don't know. Hey, Bill. Yes. How about we do a show? Sure. Uh, what do you want to uh, talk about? Episode 57. I'm on taking pictures. Yeah. 57. We're getting up there. Getting up there. Uh, my name is Jeffrey Sidoris from fadedandblurred.com. With me, my partner in crime. Well, not really crime. I guess it is a crime. How much fun we have. Oh, uh, I see what you did there. Bill Wadman. How you doing, Jeffrey? <laughs> hey, we're here each and every week talking about the art and science and philosophy and stuff about making pictures. Um, we've got a great show this this week. I, well, I think every week's a great show, but this week, a lot of good stuff. Tons of good stuff. Uh, we've had a lot of great uh, comments and, and emails from the group. Still amazed at uh, the quality of the work being put up in the Google Plus group. I t- completely agree. I, in fact, I, I wrote something... Of that ilk uh, on my phone and then tried to send it. And for some reason, my connection on my phone was dead. And so it didn't send. And I was like, ah, I'll do it later. And then I never did it. So you, you should move to done. a bigger city. Maybe that would work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, I just, <laughs> if I just move out of the rural area that I live in now. <sighs> you know, not a lot of cell towers there. Hey, you know what everyone got to watch this week? Uh, soccer. Well, that too. Uh, but the the Gregory Crutzen documentary or the documentary about Gregory Crutzen called Brief Encounters. I love this movie. I have probably watched it seven times now, six, seven times. Right. It is, it's now streaming on Netflix and I'm sure you can find it other places. There's DVDs. There's whatever. Um, Jeffrey and I got the had the privilege of watching this a few weeks ago um, uh, because we're fancy and um, <laughs> it was pretty great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, I, I really like the movie and I, I, I have a lot more respect for his process after seeing the movie. Right. Um, I have a lot of questions that I would like to hey, ask him. Okay. Well, you know what? Here, I have a question. I have a, a, a thing for you. You know, people, people, um, have complained, say that I'm a hypocrite because there are times, for example, like this, where I say, I don't get this guy's work and uh, you know, and then I watch the film about him and I hear him talk about it and I switch, change my mind. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, how is that different than having a label next to a picture in a gallery, which I, you know, complain about a lot. And I think the difference is, is that hearing what inspires an artist about his work whole is very different than, hearing him talk about a single object that he made. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, look, like I hearing Crudson talk about how he makes pictures and overall what he's trying to accomplish in some vague way, which is, you know, less and less and less, um, is very different than him showing me one of his pictures and then explaining it. I, yeah, I agree right. with that. And there's I, the I, distinction, I guess. Yeah. I, I think that you're, you're getting a bigger arc from childhood to adulthood, what childhood means to adulthood for him, right. what, what he's trying to say about his childhood, what, yes. what he's trying to say about his adulthood. 
I, I think you, you get uh, uh, I think Gregory a much might, more comp- – Gregory, Go Gregory might need some therapy. <laughs> uh, you get a bigger picture of of what his career means and what his art means and 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 how he's trying to make sense of it. Yes, yes, you do, and um, I I appreciate that. And you also see a vulnerability that I don't think that you always see when you just see his name underneath a big giant print. True. Yeah. I mean, look, there's a there's a perception when you walk into a gallery or a museum and you see uh, a a body of work or or even a single image with, you know, attached to the kind of money that his work is attached to. There's a there's a there's a a picture that you get in your mind of what that person might be like. And I I don't think I mean, I think it's it's probably couldn't be further from the truth when you actually meet him. Right. You know, there, there's a says, says the guy who met him. Well, Did you just name drop? No, I think you no, may have. No, I didn't. No, you, maybe a little bit. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we'll put the picture of Gregory and I in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> nice, very nice. Wait, is, has that been anywhere? Is that on your site or anywhere? Uh, no. No, All right. Well, you got to put it up somewhere so we can put it in the show notes now. Maybe. Right, we'll see. <laughs> it was, you know, I don't get to. I don't get to meet a lot of people. So that was. And 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 uh, look, I, I started writing this whole post about how important it is to have heroes, and there are there are a few people throughout my life, artists, technicians, that I've really admired and a couple I've had a chance to meet. Uh, Dennis Murin was another one who is, uh, for those of you who don't know, visual effects supervisor at Industrial Light and Magic, uh, has won more Oscars than anybody alive. I think he's up to nine now. Um, and it, this was a guy responsible for, you know, m- most of the special effects films of, of my adolescence. So meeting him at a conference was amazing. A, a you know? pioneer if there ever was one. Yeah, absolutely. And and just just the nicest, most humble person you could ever meet. And and that is very reinforcing. When you when you meet somebody that you have have uh admired uh or even even idolized if it gets to that point, and they turn out to be just normal, humble, appreciative human beings, that, that kind of reaffirms your faith in, 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 in humanity, I guess. No, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, there, there's been a handful of people that I've met who have been complete and utter sweethearts to me. It's were, nice, isn't yeah. it? No, it's, it's very nice. And yeah. I mean, and you know, you hear the stories about this person famous, that person famous, and they're a jerk or whatever it is. And it's like, well, you know what? Maybe you caught them on a bad day, you know? Yeah, um, and then there's also the idea that oh, when people get rich and famous, they become jerks. Well, you know, I think it's more that people become jerks when they're jerks, whether or not they're rich and famous or not. You know, yeah, <laughs> they're just some people who are jerks. You know, you know, it, and it's it's funny. Uh, Nick and I were out walking the other day, and this guy, uh, big Harley Davidson riding guy, big beard pulls into his on on his motorcycle pulls into his uh his driveway on his on his bike and he's got the big uh uh ape hanger handlebars you know where your, sure. your hands yeah. are kind of out up front of you and you know, I've always thought that those are really uncomfortable and 
I, I wanted to ask him about it. I said, I want to ask him about those handlebars. And Nikki's like, are you sure? You know, because there's this, <laughs> there's this perception. And I, I walked up to him and said, hey, can I ask you a question? He's like, sure, man, what's going on? And I asked him about it. And he was just the sweetest guy. He's like, you know, we sat there and had a conversation for 10, 15 minutes. Uh, and as I walk away, he's like, hey, have a nice day, you guys. Enjoy your walk. Right. You know, and it was just like this, this, huh, yeah. that was unexpected. Sure. It's, you know, it's, it's really weird. I, you know, uh, Heather and I uh, went to a, went to a sort of a, a drinks thing a friend was having the other day on Friday and, uh, and we met some new people there and it was just sort of like, Hey, you know, we should hang out with you and I would love to meet your wife. You know, like I said to this guy and uh, the next day he texts us cause him and some friends are going out on a rainy day on Saturday and see him. We wanted to join and we joined and, you know, had a couple of drinks, whatever it is. And then we all went out to dinner together and it was like such a lovely, and it's sort of, you never know what's going to happen. You don't. Being open to new things is always a good thing. Uh, it's taken me a long time to learn that, but I am finding more and more that uh, being open and giving people the benefit of the doubt right. yields some pretty amazing results. And you know what? Sometimes you twist your ankle, but you still got to keep walking. Did you just make that up? Yeah. Is it good? That's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. Hey, uh, you know what? One thing I learned from Greg Rukudson? Uh, n- no. What did you learn from Greg Rukudson? He doesn't stop. No. Doesn't it, seem to anyway. It even seems that like when he's taking his little swims in the lake that they show him swimming. Yes. Um, he seems like he's not, uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's constantly going around and around in his head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. I, I would agree with that completely. That even if he's not making the work, he's thinking about the next work he will be making. And I'm coming to that conclusion myself. Like past few episodes, I've been cranky. You right? think? Uh, cranky enough that somebody wrote a really cranky review of us on iTunes. Oh, I know that was okay. You know what? I, <laughs> I would, you, you feel, you feel what's it called to say something? To I feel compelled guy? to, to, to say something. I'm not going to call anybody out, but the, 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 the review, um, all of how stuff goes hmm. from five, you know what it is on iTunes? It's either five stars or one star, right? This is and this is the way not just on iTunes but in the world, right? Either people love you or they hate you. No one's ever lukewarm about anybody, really. Right. It's it's very polarized. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but w- one of the things that that struck me, I guess, about this this review was there's a there's a comment about how if if you're new to photography. That the that this show might be a benefit to you, but if you've been shooting for more than ten years, there's nothing here worth listening to. Yeah, yeah. And I I kind of take offense to that. Yeah. Um. I think the issues that we talk about are issues that everybody works through, regardless of how many times you've been, you know, behind the shutter button pressing it. You know, and and and. If you're not dealing with some of these issues, then you're not shooting right. You're not going deep enough. Yep. If, if you're not dealing with some of the things that we talk about on this show, you're making snapshots, yeah. period. Full and, stop. And you know what? It, I don't know. There's something about – and there was an, another one. It was that one or a different one where somebody said, you know, it's, it's become a two-hour therapy session. Bring it. 
Uh, that's exactly. I mean, not I that, need two hours of therapy. Well, right. Week, I know? mean, not that. Not that this is. Not that the that that therapy our our own personal therapy is why we're here, but sharing personal stories, sharing our own fears, sharing this is that is such a huge part of why we do what we do and why we decided to do something different than other shows that have been out there. Yeah, and and look, I'm not. There's there's if if look if you just want you know camera I, news not, and settings like there there are shows out there for you and maybe we're not it which is fine yeah. you know and i'm not i'm not saying that this is the end all be all show i'm not saying that at all but 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 what i am saying is is i've talked to a ton of photographers over the past several years and every one of them regardless of what stage in their career they are at feels like at some point their work is crap feels yeah. at some point that they are not doing what they're supposed to be doing feels like at some point they need a boost, a push, some help to get back on the horse. Yeah, typically over and over and over again in a cyclical nature. Yeah. You know, I was discussing, I, mean, I, I was actually discussing uh, this the other day <laughs> and I said, you know, the, the, okay, there, the, the, the dips and things that you go on, if you happen to be a depressive person, you know, you go up and down and when you're down, you feel like you're never going to go back up. Like this time I'm down and it's not going to bounce, mm-hmm. you know, in much the same way, there's a cycle that goes on in creativity where you're, 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 you're on a rush. You're, you're, you're making new stuff. You're coming out with new things and you, you are feel like it's just going to keep getting better from there, but inevitably you do plateau. And the fear is that you're never going to go up from that plateau. You know, sure. And I think that it's funny that those two, those two things are sort of feel hand in hand, you know, that like when it's bad, it feels like it'll never get good again, but almost invariably it does. Right. Yeah. Um, But it, but it happens to everyone. It happens to photographers, artists, you know, writer. It happens to everyone. I was at a, at a, at a McNally, Joe McNally, uh, workshop a couple of years ago. And now here's a guy who's been shooting for what? 35 years, 40 years. Yeah, way longer than you've been in your senior citizen years. That's <laughs> true. Uh, and and was very frank about, look, there are days that I look at everything I've shot after a shoot and I think it's all crap. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know what, maybe it's time to hang it up. And then I'll see that one photograph that will go, nope. I've still got something left to say and I'll go forward. You know what I mean? Right. And, and it's like, you know, so saying that, well, if you, if you're, this is only relevant, if you're, I don't know, it just really rubbed me the wrong way. And, know and, and you know, no, no offense to this guy or, or, you know, whatever, but it's like, you know what, that was just a really short-sighted comment. I agree. And it just, oh, it just irked me. I love, I love when you get irked. <laughs> well, look, it's. Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry, guys. It just really bugged me. So, well, I, anyway, I the point I wanted to make was yes, sometimes I get cranky, um, and and I've realized something about myself which I've known, but you know, when you're depressed, it's hard to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that I am better, I am happier, I am, everything is more right when I'm working. Sure. Um, 
And it's funny because you would think then that I would just become a crazy workaholic. And at times I have been, but then there are times when I fall out of it and I feel like I'm, you know, I'm in a race car and all of a sudden somebody throws me out the thing and I'm like, do, 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 do. And I'm on the side of the road in the middle of the desert. And I'm like, uh, (laughs) you know, um, and, 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 and I've, I've sort of come around to the idea that, that, that for me, creativity is like, it's like, if I don't keep moving, I die. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, it's like this, I'm a, I'm a creative shark, right? Like that, that, that if I don't keep eating, if I don't keep swimming, I, 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 I have to get, even when I'm sleeping, I need to be swimming, you know? And, and you can see this in your mood. Oh God. Yeah. When yeah. you're not producing, when you're, it's, you know, it's, I had, I had, I'm on a couple hours of sleep. Um, right now. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was up until three o'clock in the morning throwing together this other short film I made yesterday, which, which we need to talk about. Yeah. We'll get to that. Um, cause it, it, it kind of comes back to Crudson. <laughs> this, uh, this episode is all about Gregory Crudson. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> by the way, it was really funny. You said that every time you hit that shutter, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Crudson, <clears throat> um, whatever. <laughs> and, and, and I and I realized that, like, you know what? Even though I'm on four hours of sleep, it doesn't matter. I'm in a better mood now than I have been. I'm much better this last week than I was the, the three months before, you know? <clears throat> and it's not because anything crazy has happened in my career. I mean, you know, I do my work and I do whatever. But, like, I, I feel like there's a new there's a new place for me to explore. It's like a new room opened up in my house. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's, it's like good. I've been really bored with all this stuff, and I find this door, and I go, "Oh, I didn't even realize this was here." And I go, "Clunk," and I go, "Oh, look at this cool yeah. stuff in here." It's it, it, it's seeing it's you know it we we get in this mode of thinking that it has to be uh, life affirming changes or these huge dramatic leaps, and sometimes it's just this kaleidoscopic little this little click. And other things fall into place and we see things differently and then we go, okay, here's something I can work with. Yeah. Yeah. And you for know? me, it's, it's, it's been these, these little video things I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Now, do I want to become a, a, a movie maker or a video or whatever? I, no, probably not. I don't know. But you're seeing differently. But it's, it's something new that I don't know anything about. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I have my camera. I know how to hack things together in Premiere. Beyond that, I, I you know, I'm, I am a clean slate and I am learning very, very fast. You know, it's, it's like my, my learning curve is nearly vertical right now. Well, the, the time that you're spending is, is sort of commensurate with that, right? Yeah, sure. But I mean, like, but uh, it's one of those things where it's like you every five minutes you're like, oh, I should have changed this, and oh, now I know, you know, you know what I'm mean, saying? Yeah, I do. Uh, it's look, I mean, I I shot over the weekend more than I've shot in a long time, and the subject matter was chickens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I shot I shot you know 262 pictures of chickens. You actually took that many pictures of chickens? I did. Somebody wrote on the on the the group the other day something about downloading ten thousand pictures or something from cards and how long it takes. And I made some comment like I haven't taken ten thousand pictures in the last year. <laughs> <Let alone> yeah. <laughs> like, 
it's just funny how just different people work different ways. Um, anyway, so it's all about making stuff. Right. And, and, and I've kind of come to this weird place in my career cause I've been, I've been frustrated by not just the work that I've done, but the, the work that people choose to, to, to hire me to do is not necessarily the work that I think they should be hiring me to do. Um, or rather the, the they're, they're hiring me to do easy stuff when I want the difficult stuff. Right. Cause that's, but are you, are you putting together the difficult stuff in your personal work to show people that you can do it professionally? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do it all the time for me, but like it's, that's not what people hire. People don't hire me for the, the conceptual stuff. Generally mm-hmm. they hire me for straight portraits, which is fine and I'm good at it, but, but that's, it's getting to the point where that's somewhat uninteresting to me to do all the time. You know, mm-hmm. I need a bigger problem to solve. Um, not that simple portraiture is not a big problem. It's a giant infinite cave of death, but, but, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a cave of death that I've explored a lot. Um, see now I am, I'm just the opposite. I am just sort of dipping my feet into portraiture. Uh, again, this weekend we started playing with light and I've, I've got a, a soft lighter set up, which I think are wonderful. Um, although I might, it, I might've gotten a, the one that's too big. I got a 60 inch and it's just, it's a, it's a big, it's a that big is, thing. That is a very large one. Yeah. I think I may want to get the 48. Um, but it's interesting. And I've been playing with, with j- just figuring out how it works and figuring out what happens if I, if I have it very close, like six, eight inches from the subject or, right. you know, a foot and a half. Um, with a fre- reflector, without a reflector, and I, I'm doing all the stuff that 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 you probably don't even think about anymore. But it's so inspiring, and and just seeing when you get something that looks halfway decent, and going, oh, okay, okay, I see what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's where I am with the video stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, but it got me kind of thinking. I, you know, I was just like, okay, well, I want to do something more. And I've been depressed about that lately, something, something different. And the reason why I started doing these little films is that I kind of came to the realization a couple weeks ago. I asked myself, what, what is holding me back? What, what am I looking for? And there's this excuse that says, if, if, if people would just, if people would hire me more, or if I had more money, I would be able to X, Y, Z. The problem is I don't know what X, Y, Z is. Right. Mm -hmm. Because I have all the equipment. I have time. The only limiting factor with me is my own creativity. I have. Yeah. You're, you are your biggest obstacle at the moment. Right. I have, I have quote unquote ultimate creative freedom, you know? Right. Like I can do anything. So what's stopping me? Well, something. So, and then it kind of got me thinking about what I'm looking for. What, what is it that I'm upset about with my own career? Is it really money? Well, you know, I've made money. I haven't made money. It's it's it hasn't really seemed to make that big of a difference. Um, but what would you do differently? I mean, let, let's say well, you've I, made a okay. hundred thousand dollars in the last five months. Right. I mean, it, it, you're still going to be. I I think you're still going to be in exactly the same spot that you're in right now. Well, right. Okay. So I mean, yes. When I'm when I'm working, I'm I'm happier. But what am I looking for? Am I looking for the money, or am I looking for 
is what I want money or is what I want people, do I want people to want me? See what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I do. Th- I, I do think you do. I, I, I think you do want that. But I also think you want to have this this pile of of work that you're proud of, so that you feel justified when people want you. Because yes. I, I I think if people would, I think if people started hiring you, but you still felt the same way you do right now about your work, right. I don't think that would be fulfilling. I think you would justify it and go, yeah, okay, I'm making money, but why are they hiring me? I still think you'd have a problem with it. I, yes, and I felt that way before. Um, it, so it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, and I think it really comes down to I just I want people to, to respect what I do enough to hire me to do it, right? What is, the, what is the old thing from Fountainhead? Uh, 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 what is it? Uh, I, don't, I don't have clients... Uh, I don't, oh, the, I don't work, work so I can have clients. I, I have clients so I can, have, so I can work, right. You know, right. it's, it, it and that's, and that's kind of where we're going, right? It's sort of a, a place to go, a thing to do. And I, so I think that this, this thing this summer where I'm going to try to do one of these little things a week is a good thing for me. Cause it's just, it's just something to do. It's like my daily stuff, you know, except on a much more time consuming scale. Um, Anyway, just putting that out there. I just, it's like, what are we looking for in general as photographers? Are we looking for, are we looking for praise? Are we looking for money? Are we looking to have a body of work for when we're done with it? I mean, you say sometimes, you know, it's like we, yeah, we write all this stuff for the site and, and it's, and that's great. But so you're, you're creating that body of work. Isn't that what you want? You want something to show for. Yeah, but it doesn't really exist, right? Why does it exist? well you know it's funny we we got in there's a there's a thread going on about about uh sort of a film versus digital thing which it's boring right that part's boring but okay. what what the film versus digital thing comes down to me I, I don't care about you know pixel density or per pixel sharpness or pixels versus grains or anything like that what i care about is at the end of the day i've been printing work so i've got this this object right Right. I've got this this thing that I can hold on to that I don't have to go, OK, sit down. Uh, wait, what browser are you using? OK, no, no, no. You need to be using Chrome right. or you can't see this, you know, and, and you and I experience this using Flash quite a bit. Right. Sure. You go, oh, you don't have the right plug in. OK, so you're sitting in front of a, a screen looking at a picture or you're looking at the back of a phone looking at a picture is not the same thing as holding a picture in your hand. No, but you have a big giant printer behind you. Print your pictures. And that's what I've been doing. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is I've been, and I say this in, in one of my responses, that, that I've been creating digital media for, what, since 1996. Yeah. But with, since with your the early accept- 60s. That's right. Since my, <laughs> uh, my first set of teeth. Um, <laughs> uh, but with the exception of Faded and Blurred, none of that work exists anymore. None of it. Okay. Yeah, but you've you've rectified that that failure. Well, it's not a failure. It's 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 technology. It doesn't exist online anymore. Oh, it's I not see. A, all it, all that stuff. Sure. All and of look, that work that I've created, it doesn't exist anymore because people have moved on. Sites right. have moved on. Yeah. Companies have folded. Whatever. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I I enjoy and and am coming to enjoy it more and more the physicality of objects. Right. 
And I mean, even your website, though, you know what? You There's nothing stopping you from printing out everything you write on Faded and Blurred, like in a nice type and putting it in a, in a, in a book. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Collected, you know, collected essays or writings or whatever. Yeah, yeah that, there, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, in fact, maybe you should do that. Uh, maybe. I think there would be some copyright issue because we do share people's work. I, I, I don't mean love, to sell the book, but just to have it on your have, shelf yeah. as, your, as your body of work. That, that might, you know what? That might be an interesting idea, actually, now that I hear you say that. <laughs> now that I make fun of you. Now that I, now that I <laughs> yeah, chastise you for being an idiot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, but there, 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 there is, I, I think you do want a body of work. I think you do, as, as, as any sort of creative person, you do want, well, it doesn't even, it's not even limited to creative people. I think you want, you want a marker of your time here. Right. Sure. You, you, want, you, want, you want something you want to, to show look, for it. Yeah. You want to look back and go, eh, this is what I did for the past X number of years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that as, as a photographer, it's got to be strange because there are changes technically, there are changes aesthetically. So there's always this, this questioning of, Am I still relevant? Is my vision relevant? Is, is what I'm producing making sense anymore? To who? So to this, you or to, the, to society? Yes, both. Yes, all of it. But I, okay. Well, that gets us, that gets us into a whole other thing, which is are, 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 are right artists for the right time, right? Sure. Are we creatures of our time? Maybe you're making the kind of work that would have been noticed by society 30 years ago or 30 years from now, but isn't today for whatever reason. Yes. And, and that's, that's what's strange to me. We, we were, uh, we're writing a new spotlight. Our next spotlight is going to be on Fred Herzog. And, you know, this, this guy, here's a guy who's shot for years and years and years and years. And much like everybody prepared to drink, uh, Saul Leiter, um, wasn't noticed until very late in his career. He didn't really start getting any juice until 2007. Right. Right. So, Ignored for 60 years. Yes. That's got to be so frustrating. It's got to be hugely frustrating. Unless you get to the point where you're just like, you know, I just don't care anymore. And inevitably that's when it happens, right? It's, it's almost like it's, it's like when you're single and you're trying to find somebody and you keep trying, trying, trying. It's like, no, no, no. When you give up, that's when you suddenly bump into the girl at the, at the laundromat. Right, right, you know? right, right. You drop something, your head's bonk. Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's, it's – so you're fighting against – yeah, I think you are fighting against it. You're fighting against that creating work that means something to you, hoping that it means something to someone else. And you may get there and you may not. I mean, how many, how many artists, how many famous painters were never famous in their own lifetimes? Yes, many, you know, of, yeah. never, never made more than a couple hundred dollars for a, for a painting. I almost said print. That was funny. Uh, never made more than a couple hundred dollars for a painting. But then after their death, their work is worth millions. Well, you know, the Matisse estate, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. All these people. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's kind of crazy that way. So um, do you spend, do you spend a career being frustrated by the lack of public acceptance or praise, going back to your "Are we looking for praise?" question, but you are satisfied. Well, I think that I think that the 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 end point of all of that talk is to say that 
at a certain point you have to let go of the need to have other people love you. Yeah, but that's a tall order, man. Uh, believe me, I've been working on it for six years, but, but, but I think that there's no other way around it. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, and, you unless can, of course you become famous, in which case you have a whole other host of problems, but, right. but, it, but, and it's, it's weird, you know, I, I so I, we went out the other day with those people and invariably when, when I, when I meet new people, they ask what I do and I say, I'm a photographer and they say, oh, like a wedding photographer. And I say, no, I'm a portrait photographer, a lot of editorial stuff, commercial. And they go, oh yeah. And then once they see my work for whatever reason, they go, oh, that's what you do, right? You know, I think that I think that there are some people that they probably know who, you know, say, "Oh, I'm a photographer," and their work's not very good for whatever reason. So it's sort of like they've some some the bad photographers have lowered the bar so much that when you say you're a photographer, people don't give you the benefit of the doubt. Have you, you ever noticed that? I, I don't notice that. Okay. I, and maybe it's because I'm not, I'm not in it. I'm, I'm sort of in the periphery of it. Okay. Well, I right? will, I will tell you that when you're in New York city and you tell somebody you're a photographer, they go, Oh yeah, that's really great. So when are you going to grow up and get a real job? Yeah. Uh, but then they see my work and they're like, Oh my God, you're amazing. Blah, blah. Well, some of the time, right. Some of the time they're like, Pff. but some of the yeah. time they're, you know, they, they, they gush and it makes me feel really good. But what really changed? My work was my work. It was out there. It was done. I had finished it. Why am I happier because somebody is gushing over it? Right? Well, but because you're human. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, look, yeah. Look, but, but, look, but this, this, we, but, but, this but I was thing that we got. Yeah. How bitter did I get over that? Okay, sure. The show hadn't changed. The content hasn't changed. Absolutely. There are still a ton of people that, that, that offset that, but it's that one negative that you focus on and you go that one sob that yeah no, no but you here's, here's the thing though yeah you're right you're right nothing nothing changed the show didn't change my work didn't change um but but, but the thing is is that i mean if if you're base if 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 you only are basing it on what other people think then 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 you're playing for popularity aren't you absolutely but okay yeah yeah you are at, at some point, you have that to, lead? I don't know, because at some point you have to, you know, you have to shoot your vision. You have to paint your vision. You have to write your vision. You have to do it for yourself. Right. But the reality is, is that if you're trying to do it as a living, there has to be some compromise. You yeah. have, you have to at least acknowledge that, that <laughs> there are people that aren't going to like your work. I, I feel like we, we need to get two really old people who have worked their whole lives, one as like a, a commercial illustrator who hated what they were doing but made a lot of money at it, and some guy with a camera or a paintbrush who painted really great stuff his entire life and never sold a thing because no one wanted it, and meet them on their deathbed and say, are you happy about the choice that you made? You know? Mm. Because I... I <sighs> And maybe because I lean this way, I would think that the artist who made the work he wanted to make, but it never got anywhere, would ultimately probably die happier than the person who did the did what people wanted, despite it not being what they wanted. And I think that, and, and of course, it's, there's a huge gray area in between. But 
I think that ultimately this stuff, you, you go, you kind of, you fall towards one side or the other, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I just, you, if, 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 if my happiness is based on other people's praise and what other people think of me, that's, that's, that's a really bad place to be. Yes. Okay. Let me ask you something. You, you do a lot of editorial stuff. Sure. Right. Which is, which is, uh, depending on, on the project, someone else's idea of what they want, right? You, you get a brief of, of here's yeah, kind of I mean, what we're looking for. Uh, typically, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, it'll say like, oh, we're looking for, you know, a strong portrait, you know, maybe something like bright and you go, okay. Yeah. But I, with that, the, the one advantage I've, the one nice thing about my, the, the great majority of the work that I do People are paying me to do what I do. You know, okay. they, they see my work and they go, oh, Bill knows how to take a portrait. Okay, go take a portrait of Jeffrey Sidoris for this thing. And I'll take a bunch of stuff and they'll choose one of those to run. So they're, they're choosing you based on your body of work. Right. And then they're they, choosing you based on your style that you're able to produce. Yes. And they let me run with it. So I don't feel like I'm told what to do. The, the, my, even my editorial work is very artistic in the sense that I have most, you know, almost complete creative control, but you're also not going to do something crazy with some CEO of, of, of the wall street journal. You're not going the editor of the wall street journal. You're not going to have him hanging by his ankles outside a cafe. Right. You know, you're, there's, or, or doing a Hadouken shot. Right. You know, you're going to do what you think is expected, which is to take a picture of him, you know, looking stern in a suit. It It sounds almost like, you are weary of your own style at the pom- at the moment. Um, that you've lived with this for six years. You've developed this sort of this sort of look and feel and process and all of that. That 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 has led you to where you're at right now. But it sounds like, and and maybe some listeners out there have gotten to the same place where you've you've spent some time cultivating the way you shoot, the way you process, the way you compose. But now you're like, okay, I've, I feel like I've done that and I want to do something else. Yeah. But I've spent so much time doing this other thing. I don't have anything else to show people to let me do something else. Yeah. I've, I've, I'd say I've done, I've gone 90% of the way that I think I can go in that direction. Okay. So and is I that, spend is the rest of my life fair? Well, you know, and I could, I could go, I could spend the rest of my life getting the other 10%, which a lot of people say is the way to go. And mm-hmm. I will continue doing that kind of work. The strange thing is though, that, you know, the, the stuff that I would like to be doing more of, I've done tons of examples of for my own artistic purposes, but everyone just, no one, no one calls me for that, which I find very strange. I really do. But, you know, maybe it's just not in the right hands of the right people at the right time. You know, that stuff's mm-hmm. all about timing. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you, but, but I think that it's better to realize that you are getting to the end of a train of thought and move on to something else rather than just drill it into the ground until you're so angry at yourself. You know, you start to hate yourself because you can't do anything different. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you do when when let's let's fast forward a little a little ways and you've you've embarked on this sort of new tangent this new direction and uh, the Atlantic calls you up and says we want 
just a basic, we saw some of your work, we want this basic blah, 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 whatever. But you feel like you've moved on in a sense. Do you go back to that pool? Do you go back and shoot what you've, what you've shot before? Or do you say, you know what, I'm, I'm really, I'd like to try something else because I'm really kind of going in a different direction sure. now. Part of the reason why I do different things is so that I can go back to that stuff and it'll feel fresh again. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just burnt out on it. You know, that's- it sounds it sounds like that's that's the case, right? It sounds like you have spent a very intense six seven years working one on one with people. Yes. And now you're like, okay, I need some collaboration. I need multiples. I need I need I need some different food. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. I've I, yeah. Right. I've I've taken a thousand portraits of people in the last seven years, and and you know now what? Mm-hmm. You know I've done that. Next, um, and that's you know you try something new, and maybe you go in that new direction, and you never look back, and maybe you go in that new direction, and it 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 informs the stuff you were doing before, and you go back to it. Maybe you go in that new direction, and you realize that you can't stand this stuff that you're doing. And yeah. you go back the other direction. You go, okay, whoa, that was a, whoa, close that door. Yeah, yeah. You know? Now, see, this is something I would like There's to- There's a dragon I, behind that one. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to throw this out to, to listeners, to uh, those of you listening. How do you know when you're done? How do you know you're done with a direction? How do you know that, that, that you've, you've mined all the coal you can in this particular place and, and you need to go- do something else is it when people tell you that you're done or or is it is it internal is it when people no longer hire you at what point do you try a new direction when people no longer hire you you know it's but see people are hiring you and and you're still trying this new direction you're 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 trying something new before that sort of well of of clients runs dry yeah, but I mean, even beyond that, I think that it's very difficult to live in a place like New York City because the people that you know are almost invariably movers and shakers. You know? Okay. They're, they're people with hustle. Okay. And I'm not saying there isn't hustle other places. It's just that you are in a, a, a big giant pool of exceptional people. <laughs> a big pool of hustle? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it's true though, right? Sure. Um, and and so when you look around you and you see all the people in your life and you, they're all rocking and rolling and changing this and doing that and, and moving this way and trying that out, and it, it, if 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 you're not moving, you feel like you're getting left behind in the sense that you're not. I'm not. You know, if I if I'm just walking around this level of the castle that I built, I'm not building more castle. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I need to, you need to just keep building, building, building. It's like life is, life is actually like Sim City in some strange way. You know, if you're not building, then you're just sitting there watching your houses, you know, grind down to nothing. I think that I don't, okay. I don't think that's unique to, to a big city. I think it could work the same way in a small town. It could, I guess. There's I, the hustle to get out. There's the, there, sure. there's the, 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 the need. The so-called Bruce Springsteen. Uh, yeah, right. Theory. Yeah. What is it? Yeah. What is it you said the other day? Uh, why is every great song about New Jersey about getting out of New Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's true. It's, yeah. it's, you know, there, there's this, you want to go to where you think the energy is different, better, 
more exciting. But right. then when you get there, it it may not be. Yeah, you, you're always in the suitcase with you, right? Sure. Um, yeah. But 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 at the same time, you need to trying new things is the only way that you get anywhere new, right? If all so do you okay, okay let, let's say let's say you're done with portraiture for now and and I've become a famous film director well whatever whatever it is do do you do you stay within the same media do you, I mean are you are you to the point where you want to try something new entirely or are, do you just want to change the subject matter uh well I'm doing video which I would never have done before so I mean mm-hmm. in some ways that is a new media um, mm-hmm. But you're saying that, oh, you're done with portrait or go shoot landscapes for six months. Right. Yeah, you could do that. And I mean, and do, does, does that inform the portraiture when you return? Or do you find that, wow, I've been a portrait photographer for six years, but it turns out that that led me to landscapes. I, I do that because I'm good at it. <laughs> well, yeah, um, yeah. That. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, again, I think it could go. I think it go both ways. But I, you know, for me, doing something new, it's it's all about it's you know it's about meeting somebody new and then going, oh wow, I really do love that person I've been with for six years. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's what is the there's a line in the core that is really good, and the, what? Uh, the core. Do you ever see that movie? The Damn. core. Yeah, it's a terrible sci-fi film with Aaron Eckhart. This- Oh, what do they like go to the center of the earth kind yeah, of thing? Exactly. Okay. And, uh, there's a, there's a line with this French guy and he says that he's still in love with his wife because he's married to his work. So his wife is his mistress. Huh? Okay. <laughs> right. And I, I like, I like that concept, right? That I'm so spun up in, 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 in in what I'm doing that like certain parts of my work I'm still in love with because I don't see them that often. So maybe it's, maybe it's the kind of thing where I move on and I do some video stuff and I do some whatever street photography. And that, that makes me it rekindles my love for portraiture because sure. I've been away from it for a little yeah. while. Hey portraiture. I really missed you. Yeah. Although, you know, all those like edicts, all those, you know, old, old sayings, they always contradict each other. Cause you know, your your it's it's like out of sight out of mind but absence makes the heart grow fonder it's like <laughs> those contradictory a little bit yeah a little um, bit anyway i just i just i you know we'll see but the point is, is that it's it's on an upward slope and and that's good and mm-hmm. doing something new is good and it's summertime so you know it's the perfect time to go try something silly because no one's at their offices anyway uh i agree I agree. I, I I have been noodling on new things for months, and I think they're finally starting to move in in a direction toward completion. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to complete something? I you know I'm working on it. I don't know. I haven't decided. You're going to go up on Sedoris. You're going to put it up on Sedoris.com. I don't know where it's going to go yet. I, it'll probably stay with Fade and Blurred because I I that's kind of where. Uh, the focus of all this stuff leads to. Right. Um, but I, I want to talk to other people. I want to talk to more photographers about their process. I want to talk to dancers. I want to talk to writers and artists and and physicists. And so I'm making this sort of dream list of people that I want to talk to about what they're doing. 
And it's, you know, it, like I said, some of it, there there are photographers. I'd love to talk to Greg Crudson. I'd love to talk to, uh, you know, Michio Kaku. I'd love to, to physicists. I'd love to talk to, you know, writers, actors, and see how creativity informs their lives or how their lives inform their creative process. Okay. So... And I don't know where that's going to go yet, but but the the desire has been has been, you know, uttered, and and things are sort of going into motion now. It's exciting. It is exciting because Kaku doesn't get back to you most of the time, or at least he never has with me. I would love to talk to him. Oh yeah, he seems crazy. He does, and I think that it's such an it's an interesting time for for creativity pervading so many other aspects where creativity has never been allowed before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, those of you who don't know, Michio Kaku is a, is a theoretical physicist uh, who uh, is looking at the universe in, in very exciting ways uh, and, and uh, very creative ways, not just what we can prove, but what's possible. And I, I like that idea of looking at what's possible. It's funny when physics became measurable to when it became theoretical. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know where this is going to go, but I, I get excited by hearing what excites other people. You know, I get, I, I get inspired by hearing what inspires you. Sure. And, and I want to take that further and, and see where, then, where it ends up. So I think it's going to be a really cool show, whatever it ends up being. Um, I'm hoping to to get the ball rolling within the next month or so. You better. I know. Set a deadline. Deadlines are good. That's that's kind of the thing. I've got this this penciled in date on iCal. Uh, whether or not that happens, I'm I'm really going to try and make it happen. But I, I, I'm excited. I think I think the show is going to be called In Process. I like it. Uh, I think that's what it's going to be. And, and it's, it is just going to be that it's going to be an exploration of creative process and, and how that plays out. So exciting stuff. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Uh, should we, uh, talk about our sponsor today? You know, we should, because I have been looking, you know what? Let's just, let's just say it. I need a photo of a chicken. (laughs) Well, you know, I think that Shutterstock has five or six photos of chickens. I'd be willing to bet. I don't know. Chickens are pretty specialized. Uh, I think a number of people have taken pictures of chickens before. (laughs) Um, But I think maybe six or eight of them have put them on Shutterstock. Uh, 170,288 results as of uh, Tuesday... uh, (laughs) May 28th. The funny thing about writing chicken in is that you get cooked chickens as well as farm yeah. chickens. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> but, you know? but even chicken farms, you get 29,000. Yeah. You know, they've got some great... Uh, oh, okay, this is cool. If you're doing an infographic about chickens, yeah. they've got some really cool chicken vectors. See, vector chickens. Oh, actually, those are kind of nice, aren't they? Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, God if you're looking for a it. chicken silhouette... Shutterstock, Shutterstock has got you covered. <laughs> In fact, it looks like most of the livestock silhouettes are represented on Shutterstock. See, there you go. 
Uh, hey, you know, you guys have heard this before. They've got 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, video clips over at Shutterstock.com. Uh, they've got everything. They've got, uh, the, the, yeah, you need, you need stuff for composites. You need stuff to design your new website. You need, you know, you need a, you need something to put on a, on, on a, on a bit of swag for a trade show. They can get you enhanced license for one of those. If you like one of the pictures, they got everything. They got video clips. See, let's say that I was making my movie yesterday and I needed foreshadowing <laughs> and I needed, I don't know, uh, 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 uh a video of, of sun flare, right? Cause you know, sometimes you need flares, right? Sure. Uh, let's, let's see how many they've got. My guess is they, they, they've got a lot. If I can get to the stupid thing footage, there we go. Uh, flare. Oh yeah, there's only twelve thousand five hundred and five pictures with flares in them. Yeah, or you know, what if you wanted a, a like an overhead shot of like an airplane flying in front of the sun? They've they've got that. Oh man, I should have done one of those in the thing. Like where they look up, you know, gazing longingly <sighs> as if as if to get out of town. Yeah. See, this is this is the kind of stuff they've got everything. So anything you kind of need, right? And they start cheap. You can buy one or two. It's like what, like twenty bucks. Bill, let's let's say they start inexpensively. They're not cheap, man. Okay, they start inexpensively at what? Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yeah. Download a single image for nineteen dollars. Nineteen bucks. It's nothing. Same with the clips. The clips are uh, they start nineteen dollars for web res, and they go all the way up to HD. Right. And it, look, if you need a lot of images, you run a site, something like that. You need tons of pictures. You you go here and you pay one hundred and ninety nine dollars a month. If you buy a year, you get 25 images a day, every day. So if you have a huge, gigantic website, say fadedandblurred.com, and you needed pictures all the time, uh, you can go here and you could download, you know, 15 pictures for each post you put up. Yeah. So let's. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. Wait, how many pictures do you get a day? You get 25 images a day. 25 images a day. Yes. That's a lot of images a day. That's a ton of images a day. Are you are yeah. you doing math right now? I'm doing math right now. It would take you 6,800 days just to get through all the chicken photos. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you have that chicken blog, you know you're set up for the next 30 <laughs> you're years. Set. Yes. Um, hey, it, it, you could go. You could it, call it no harm, no foul. Oh, really? Somebody already owns that. I'm sure. <laughs> and look, you can get anything. You get you get uh, you get your uh, web sized images. You get the big size, all one price. High res images. They don't nickel and dime you on that kind of stuff for the high res images. And you can create these light boxes that you can curate, so you could put stuff in there that you want to use later or inspiration kind of stuff. Uh, it's fantastic. You know, I'm telling you, if if you had a cruelty free chicken f- farm, you yeah. could call it no harm, no foul.com. That would be genius. There's a genius idea right there for somebody listening. Yeah. Take it, make a million cruelty free chicken farm. No harm, no foul.com. <laughs> <laughs> and look, if you have any problems, you get account rep dedicated to you. So if you have any questions, uh, they, they have 24 hour support during the week. So you, you know, get a hold of them during the week and you Get your answers right away. They're fantastic. Uh, you can go sign up for a free browse account. Go to Shutterstock.com. You don't need a credit card or anything. And uh, when you find the pictures you like and you decide to purchase, use the offer code PICTURES5 and you get 30% off of any package. Hey, I've got an iPad. What do I do about that? There's an iPad app that allows you to uh, do light boxes right on the iPad. 
Amazing. I'm just saying. It's amazing. I'm just it's a great resource. Yeah, and they they do have 15 or 17 pictures in their in their. That's right. <laughs> They've got 32 pictures now. <laughs> uh, Ten thousand new ones a week. That's a lot of pictures a week. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Ten thousand a day. That's, that's se- a lot of pictures a day. Seventy thousand a week. You know, we should. I'm going to send an email to a friend of the show, Tim Dobbs, and and see how he's. I'm sure he's digging it because I see his name pop up every once in a while. You know, Tim Dobbs just sold. I don't think you're going to be able photo. to get a hold of him. I think he's like in you know Monaco or something, blowing his Shutterstock he's, money. He's, he's at a casino, <laughs> playing baccarat. Yeah, playing baccarat or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thank you very much for your support, Shutterstock.com. Yeah, yeah, boy, they, they, uh, amazing amount of stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Okay, so you were you were going to ask me questions about what I did yesterday. Yeah, did so you you, have you, you were you, I do I do. Okay, so the, you're into this sort of short film mode. Yeah. Uh, of of working working at now. What are you are you shooting? Twenty four P. What are you shooting at? Uh, this one I shot at ten eighty P at twenty four frames. Yeah. Okay. So how is this? more satisfying i guess because you are finding it more satisfying at the moment uh it's just more satisfying because it's different and because okay, i have so that, no idea it. what it's, i'm doing okay um, so are you enjoying the learning curve oh yeah yeah I, i'm like a sponge i like take on something new and i'm just like oh and i just devour it right. so so you know i i did that that last one i did last week with that girl kate i had the camera on a tripod and i just hit record and and it did what it did mm-hmm. um where this time I was just like, okay, up the ante, not one shot on a tripod. Now I'm going to move the camera around or I'm going to do multiple shots and I'm going to edit it together, which means I need to come up with an idea. And Okay, now question. Let me jump in here real quick. Mm-hmm. Are, are you approaching each of these projects technically for, uh, in terms of technical challenges? Like, okay, first one, I want to make it as simple as possible, you know, uh, available light, tripod, uh, two subjects go. I didn't do it on purpose that way, but that's the way it seems to be building. Yeah. So, so I, now you're going to, I've yet to do any audio, for example, I've yet to worry about dialogue audio. Okay. Now, do you see it going in that direction? Oh, are sure. you, yeah, I have, an, I have an idea to... for one later in the summer that'll involve actual dialogue that I have to write. Okay. So now do you get a few of these silent films, uh, under your belt? So you're comfortable with moving the camera with exactly with and, and telling yeah. a story without dialogue. Exactly. And, and trying to figure out the settings on the camera and stuff. And, and then you, you hit walls and you make mistakes. Like there's mistakes in yesterday's video. Okay. Let's, let's, let's gear out for a minute. Um, what are you shooting on a five D Mark three, five D three and glass. Uh, yesterday, the four, 40 millimeter pancake, 85, one, two, and a 24 to one Oh five zoom. I think I used once for one of the shots. I was in the middle of the street, so I had to make certain, you know, <laughs> okay, this is too long. All right. Put the zoom on, just back it up a little bit. Um, okay. Now, uh, you, you, you've spent a lot of time learning what, uh, focal lengths look like to the point where, where you can kind of see in your mind's eye before you shoot what an 85 is going to look like as a portrait, what a 28 is going to look like as a portrait. Yeah. I would imagine there's some relearning going on now because you're shooting different aspect ratios. So that, that lens is going to appear a little different, isn't it? Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's, 
slightly different aspect ratio. I mean, it's a a little more, uh, it's, 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 it's a little bit less high, a little more wide, but only slightly. Um, Mm -hmm. the big difference is just getting used to, I mean, my lenses are photo lenses and they're not cine lenses and it doesn't matter as far as the image they're creating is concerned, but it does matter in like the focusing and that kind of stuff. I'm still at the point with the video where, I don't really know what my camera's doing some of the time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for example, I made the mistake yesterday of shooting an aperture priority mode, um, uh, shooting video in aperture priority. Yeah. So, not, not shooting in, okay. in manual, uh, mode, which I should have done. I, I've noticed, I think it was on the shot where the guy first, where we first see the guy turn around. Yeah. yeah. The background darkens. Yep. And that's because, you know, something shifted and it. The camera goes, Oh, you, it's supposed to be darker. And it actually got darker. Um, and you know, could I have done something to reverse that in post? Yeah. I started keyframing curves and whatever. And I was like, you know what? I, it's three o'clock in the morning. I can't spend forever on this. The po- mm-hmm. part of the point of this is not that they're perfect. It's just that they are, they're exercises, right? This sure. is, this is like, this is just getting out there and doing cardio. Um, and I, I didn't really have an idea. Well, I had an idea for a movie this week that involved somebody walking into black and white, um, which I'm still going to do, but, I couldn't get it together this weekend. And and so Heather's friends were going to be in the neighborhood and they came over and we had some dinner and I said, look, you know, you guys can eat dinner as long as you come outside and make a movie with me afterwards. And they were like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. That's kind of funny. That's a a little twist on dinner and a movie. That's kind of funny. Uh, And so I said, look, this is what I want you to do. You're going to walk, walking down the street, you walk past each other. Then you kind of turn around because you think each other are cute and you go back and you make out for a minute and you keep walking. Like that, that was, that was the whole that was idea the of the That was the extent of the direction. Yeah. That, that was the idea that I had in my head before they came over. And know? was the guy running past in the background? Was that you? Uh, or did, No, that was, was just some guy walking by. Okay. That was and just, it was, I was liked just the shot. Value. Well, I thought it was actually kind of cute, right? Like, like they're in this whole world of dreamy kissing and, and this guy's just like walking by. Um, and so, uh, t- t- take me through, uh, holding the camera. Are you just holding the camera out in front of you? You have a rig. Okay. Is, I had Claude uh, there with his super duper steady cam. Well, no, see that. And there's, there's one of the things that I did wrong. So, uh, the, a lot of the shots are on tripod. Some of the shots are handheld. And for some reason I was shaky. Maybe I drank too much Coke. Um, but the, the, the shots where I'm like walking behind them and stuff are way too shaky. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't go back and do anything about it. I mean, I know I've tried all the the puppet warp or whatever the hell the thing is called to smooth it out in Premiere and even pulled it out in After Effects and tried it. It just doesn't. It it makes it look like all jelly like, and I didn't really like it. I, mm-hmm. I I prefer just having it be a little shaky versus you know the other way around, mm-hmm. uh, trying to fix the shake. Um, so yeah, I what I really should have done is either had a steady cam or if I still had my bike I could have like sort of rigged my tripod to sort of uh, like connect it to my bike so I could just roll behind them. Mm-hmm. Or a skateboard with a monopod on it would have worked. You know, something like that. Um so th- th- those are the kinds of things that I'm learning where I'm like, "Oh, if I did this again, I could totally just do this and it would be so much better." Now, it doesn't mean you have to go buy a $500 steady cam rig. I mean, there's $100 things on Amazon that do similar kind of stabilizers, you know. Sure. And I'm thinking about buying one of those for the next thing or like one of those little skateboard dolly things that you can connect something to. Um so, you know, there was that. There so that that's one mistake I made. The exposure thing was another mistake I made. Um 
focus. How, how, how does, yeah, I was going to ask, how does focus, how do you like pulling focus on video? I didn't actually pull focus all that often. What I generally did was I had them get a mark, I focused, and then I had them walk into focus. Mm -hmm. uh, and that worked fairly well. I would have done it a little differently next time. Uh, on the screen, you think more stuff's in focus than actually is. Because when you bring it home, you're looking at it on a bigger screen, you go, oh, that's out of focus. Right. Um, so going forward, I would probably stop down more than I did in general, uh, just to give me give myself a little more uh, depth of field. Um, and in this one, of course, I had to get, oh, I'm going to walk in front of you as you're walking. I'm going to walk behind you as you're walking, going past each other. I'm going to do the side shot of, you know, the sort of, uh, you know, uh, perpendicular shot of you guys walking past each other. Then mm -hmm. I got to do close-ups of you coming in. I got to have you turning around. I got to have you kissing in five different shots. I've got to have, you know, so I ended up having now what you would really do if you were really doing this is, is have like storyboards or a shot list or something. And I just did this all in my head on the fly. Right. I didn't, I didn't think about it at that level. But again, the, these are, these are exercises. These are experiments. And I would imagine right. I wanna, that I just want to see if I can do it. That's right. really all this comes down to, you know, I like, I like doing new things just to prove that I can do them. Now, at what point do you bring in, uh, let's say somebody like, like Claude, who is a cinematographer, uh, for advice, criticism, or do you not until you're more comfortable with it? Oh, I, I get advice from Claude all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, in fact, I, I call him yesterday and I was like, yeah, I did this thing today, but I, uh, a lot of camera shake, you know, I, I don't know, I, maybe a steady cam, whatever it is. He's just like, he's like, I have a steady cam. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He was just like, I have all that stuff. Call me. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, and part of it is that I want to see if I can do it without other people who know what they're doing. Right. Like I, I want to make the mistakes cause that's how I'll learn. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I want to experiment because that's how I'll figure out how to do stuff. You know, it may, remember back in the day with like flash stuff or whatever it is, you didn't know how to do something and you just kind of like, you open up a document and you start hacking away at it until you make it do what you want it to do. Sure. Um, that's kind of what I'm doing with video right now. You know, it's like, I have this idea. I want to make this movie about these people walking by and kissing and walking away from each other. How do I do that? Well, I know that in movies that I've seen, they've done shots like this and okay, let me try a shot like that. And I'll do the close up shots of their faces. So it's sort of, you know, first person view of the whole thing. Um, okay. That worked. And then I'll add this. And then I came home and I cut it together and there's a lot of some stuff that I got rid of some stuff that I wished I had shot more of, but, but I, you know, I shot it in 30 minutes out on the street and then I edited for two or three hours and it's done. But for me, I think I wrote this on Twitter the other day. It's like, uh, I'm not, I'm going to stop listening to anybody who doesn't ship, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, let's put things out. Let's go, you know, make it happen. So I made the movie. I put it out next. What's the next one? You yeah. Know? And I'll be now, better you, on the next one. I'm not going to obsess about this one. I'm not going to obsess about the first one. But uh, you do allow yourself this sort of postmortem where you go through and you kind of pick it apart. Well, I, I knew when I was making it, I, or when I got home with the footage, I knew I, I could see the mistakes I had made right when I got home. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I still think it looks good and I think it cuts together well. And I think that, you know, the transitions are fine. You know, there's things I would, little things I would change, but I, I think it's better than a lot of stuff that I've seen that people think is that, that they're, that they're serious about it. You know, like, I think, I, I think it's competent, you know, um, I, I think it's important just as, 
as an exercise, getting you moving in a different direction. Well, that's exactly, I mean, that's, that's the whole reason I'm doing it. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. expect to keep doing these things, but you know what? Also, you know, if people, if, if clients, if I put a short, if I put a film section on my thing and I put all these stupid little movies that I make on my website and clients are like, Oh, he knows how to do this stuff too. Great. You know, like I don't, I don't, I don't want to do both at the same time, but you know, if, if, if doing both of those things gets me in the door. Sure. Okay, fine. I don't like the idea that you're forcing me to do both or that you want people yeah, to do what they don't, don't want to do. Don't think of it as forcing. I mean, look, there, there is something mesmerizing about movies. There is, isn't there? There is something mesmerizing about the moving image. And, I, and I'm not going to wax poetic about it because you all know that it exists and you all have experienced it. But there is something different about a moving image. Yeah. And I again, like I said last week, I think it makes me I think it makes me appreciate stills more the more of this stuff I do. You do you have less control in video, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you can't I mean, I guess you could if you have these super big productions, but you're not setting up four lights and you can't retouch every frame. You know, it's like there, there's a certain there's a certain rawness of it all, mm-hmm. which is kind of uh, refreshing after having five years of trying to get every pixel perfect. Is is there more of the idea of good enough? Well, for me at this stage, sure. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do something and I'm like, well, you know, I could go reshoot that, but no, it's fine. You know, the thing is, is that anything you do you're going to look at it far more times than anybody's ever going to look at it. Who's not you. Sure. Well, you you can say that with anything. Right. Right. You know, somebody's going to watch this thing. Maybe they watch it twice. So it's like a minute and 20 seconds. So they're going to spend a minute and 20 seconds watching my thing and they're going to move on. They're not going to notice that. Oh, the color shift from this shot to that shot, which I tried to do fixes to. Oh, that's the other thing. White balance is hard. Mm-hmm. Because you're 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 in shadow, you're in light, you're coming from this direction. Your lenses kind of shifted a little bit, depending on what's in the background, um, and you can't you know trying to match color is very difficult. Um, and then just waiting for things to render is such a pain in the neck. You know, it's like in Photoshop, you just hit save and you export, and it's two seconds, it's out. Right. Where this is like, okay, I'm done, render, and it's I have a very fast machine, but it's still like. Eight minutes later, you know, and you're like eight yeah. minutes. It's yeah. a minute and twenty seconds long. Why is it taking eight minutes to save? Um, you know, uh, over the weekend, uh, we we went to the movies. Uh, Nico and B and I went to see Gatsby. Yeah, and um, man, there's a lot going on in that movie. Too visually overwhelming. Yes. I, 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 okay, I am a fan of Baz Luhrmann. Okay, I Moulin Rouge is actually one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, creatively, stylistically, I think it's it was designed very well. It had a great feel to it, and and there is that in Gatsby. But for me, Gatsby was 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 all spectacle and no heart. Okay. Technically, it was very interesting. There were some interesting things going on, but but there were hooks, right? There were the same kinds of of you know pans and zoom shots and effects shots. There were these same sort of little hooks that 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 he used in in Moulin Rouge, where I I, I was hoping that somebody would have said, "Look, we Baz, we've seen this before. Don't do it again." Right. 
or mix it up a little bit. Well, you've seen you've they've seen it before and they want you to do it again, right? You know, right. like oh, give us more of that stuff that everyone liked. Right. But it it's it's the, you know, from the from from the profile of the actor and then we zoom way out, you know, across the bay to to the house across the bay, you know, kind of thing. Right. Um Do you these, think these, it's kind of the point where technology has made it possible to do absolutely anything people want and and so people are doing anything they can think of? I think so. Yeah. If you've got the money, I, there, there's not a lot that's not possible anymore. No. And I mean, even with like what I was doing yesterday. Okay. Yeah. If, if I had a few thousand dollars worth of gear, I could have had a steady cam when I was walking. I could have had the rails to do sure, the dolly you know, track. Yeah, sure. All, all that crap. And it's funny because you could, you understand in when doing video, how easily you could get wrapped up in all that gear. Sure. You know, you, know, you, you could sit there and go, well, you know what? If we had a jib, then this end shot. I could have craned you know, up above them. Yeah, yeah. As they're walking away, the camera just cranes up, you know, up the face of this brownstone in the background. And exactly. We fade to black. Right. And that's and then that's the kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just the kind of stuff you can do. I mean, but you and, have to ask yourself, is it is it pushing the story forward? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I feel like a lot of movies now, that question doesn't get asked. Does does this does this push the story forward? I, you know, I watched Lincoln last night for the first mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, looks first beautiful, of all, didn't it? Uh, looks beautiful. The light is gorgeous. The sets are amazing. Um, and you know, Daniel Day Lewis, man, that guy is a mofo. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast. Holy crap! He, do you think he's the actor of our generation? I think he's up there. I mean, you watch him, and it look, it just looks effortless. It's like he's just not even – it's like he's not even working. It's like Eddie Van Halen on guitar, you know? Yes. Um, anyway, so we watched that and, and I was just watching all these things and, and I mean not that I know anything. But just in the, in the you know, few hours I've spent doing this stuff, watching the real pros do it, you go, holy crap, these guys are good. You yeah. Know? Just the lighting, the camera moves, the, the, you know, those, you know, when, when a guy's doing a monologue and they do that, like slow move in mm-hmm. on them and it's almost imperceptible. Like you only really notice if you look at the sides of the frame and you see things disappearing. Right. I love that. Yeah. Now it, I always, th- and then I was thinking last night, I was like, okay, are they zooming or is that on a track? Which means that they're pulling focus as they're doing it. If it's as on a track, going. if they're zooming, wouldn't, I mean, the perspective change, but like yeah, so you, slowly, would you even notice? And if you're that far back, cause it's usually not a wide angle lens that they're doing it with, you know what I mean? They're just doing a little bit of a, they're going from like a 85 to a 120, you know, mm-hmm. over the course of a minute and a half. Would you even notice that? I don't know. I got to do tests. See, this is the kind of stuff that goes in my head. I'm like, I could do that. I could try that, you know? Um, and it's, it's also, all this stuff is very time consuming. You know, I mean, this is just me and them and, you know, Heather holding their dog while we did it. We tried to use the dog in the thing, but the dog kept like jumping to Ava whenever they walked by each other because it, it was so excited. <laughs> it was well, like, oh my they... God, Ava, I love you, I love you, I love you. Kids and animals, man. Yeah, yeah, you never want to do that. Anyway, so the point is, is that it's something new and new is fun. And yeah, technically it's nothing, nothing new, nothing fancy. Just my camera, a couple lenses and Premiere, you know? And, and it's, you know what else is fun about it? I'm doing something narrative, which I usually do things that are more raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do my narrative little single images, but those are almost more like paintings to me. This is actually a story. 
Sure. Now you've got to be concerned with what came before and what comes after. Exactly. Um, and I, I, I will get better too at the post-processing of this stuff or I'm just, I'm now getting used to premiere where I'm cutting things and I actually know what I'm doing and I move stuff around. I'm starting to feel comfortable in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. Hey, uh, we got a lot of questions and we got a couple of news items before we get to our photographer of the week. Where do you want to start? Uh, I, you know what? I like Paul's question quite a bit. Which is? When does a snapshot become a portrait? Well, that is a very gray question. It, 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 and it could be the moment you press the shutter or never. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. anywhere in between. Um, does he mean in the process or, or I think he means, you know, uh, we take a bunch of pictures. How do we know when they actually start becoming? Good? Actually, I'm sorry. I misquoted that. It's when does a snapshot graduate to become a portrait? Right. So I think I he's saying, you know, you take lots of pictures of your family and friends. When do they actually become a portrait? Um, I think that they become portraits when you look at them more than once. Does that make sense? Really? Well, I just if if you see a picture of somebody, so it's all on the viewer. It's not on the the intent of the photographer. Well, I, I mean, I think the intent of the that. photographer. Yeah, but there's lots of people who there's lots of photographers who have intent but no technique, and so all the intent in the world is not going to make up for a lack of technique, and vice versa. But I think that the the proof of the pudding is that. It's the kind of thing that's kind of been un- intangible, right? That 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 two years later you kind of go, remember that picture Jeffrey took of you? That was a really great picture. Or I'm going to put that back up as my Facebook profile picture again. Or let's print that out and put that on the wall. I think that it. I think that it comes down. And and I'm not talking about like you know if if I show you a picture of you know somebody you've never met. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that there's that that's a little too subjective. But I think if people who know you, if I took a picture of you and Nikki looks at it and, and then, you know, comes back to it later in the day and says, you know what, that picture Bill took of you is really great. I think then you're saying something because if somebody who knows you sees you in that photograph, does that make sense? Sure. I think, sure. There, I think there's something to that. Yeah, that's interesting. So it, it, the idea of a portrait has, has just as much to do with connecting to the viewer as the photographer did connecting to the subject. Right. Yeah. Or okay. I, th- I think, I think that one inspires the other. If the photographer connected with the subject and had the technique to pull it off, I think that's what speaks to the viewer. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's how that works for me, at least. I'd um, buy that. Yeah. That, that's, that makes sense. Uh, uh, Good question though. But you know what? I, I, I've, I, I've been chewing on that for a while now. But do you, do you, do you know when your stuff is good or bad? <laughs> I feel, I feel like I, I personally know when, it when is? I look at my work, I know when I've got it or when I haven't. I'm still learning that. Okay. I mean, I, look, I, I think there are a few, f- uh, photographs of people that I've, that I've really been happy with. Uh, the, the ticket taker at angels flight is one of my favorite pictures of people I've ever taken. Okay. Um, there's a photograph of my dad, that I took uh, about a year ago that really captures him, I think, and where he's at. 
physically, mentally, all of it. I think it's, it's one of my favorite photos I've taken of him. Okay. Um, but they don't happen very often for me because I don't, I don't practice enough. I don't put enough time into, into what I think is the nuance of, of portraiture. I, I kind of shoot from the hip and I shoot street stuff and, and I'm, I'm mediocre at best. It's something that I, that I don't put as much time into as I probably should because that's not tr- the trajectory of where I'm going. Okay. But I think I'm, I think I'm able to recognize good work from great work. Of your own or of other people's? Both. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think, it's, I mean, look, ultimately all this stuff is really subjective, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a very diff- that's a diff- it's a difficult, um, that's a difficult, uh, argument to make either way. It's tough. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't know if we have a good answer for that. Other than, you know, when you see it, right? Mm-hmm. It's the old, it's the old, uh, uh, um, Supreme court pornography definition. <laughs> really? <laughs> you never knew that? You know what? When you see it, they, yeah, they were defining pornography and, and somebody said, you know, Madam justice or, you know, uh, you know, how do you define pornography? And, and the guy or the girl was just like, uh, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah, no, that's good. All right. Um, anyway, interesting. I, I, you know, more to say on that one. I think it's tough though. Uh, hey, um, Mike Sakasagawa sent us a very long, very detailed, very lengthy email. Yeah, Mike, which, thank you for sending that in. There's a, there's a lot of great stuff in it. In, in, in which he all, actually... Wait, wait, wait. Thank you for taking the time to do it. I needed to thank him. Okay, and can we also thank him for taking the time to actually transcribe a few back and forths of our last show? Yes. Because that was awesome. Yeah, it kind of was. We actually sound like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> it's a ruse. Pedantic <laughs> objectivism, really? I, did, I know, I didn't even remember saying that, but apparently I did. That was good stuff. But it, it's arts. I, I used you, all of my art must, school pretense. You must have felt drained after the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so, but Mike, we're going to get to that, but uh, it's longer discussion than we have today, but we're going to put that on the, on the burner for next time. Um, yeah, there's hey, some really good stuff in there though. I think, I think you guys are going to enjoy this. What do you, what do you think about these pictures of that? The photographer took out the window of the people in the building across the way. Uh, Voyeurism you know, or art? Uh, in this case, I think a little of both. I've had, uh, half a dozen discussions about these with different people. Um, I think, yes, they are voyeuristic. Uh, I think he handled them or, or what we see, uh, was handled well, but I think what he witnessed was probably crossing the line. Okay. I think he witnessed a lot of moments that were meant to be kept private. Okay. Uh, now, you could argue that, well, then they should have closed their blinds. But, but that's, that's a load of crap. That argument doesn't stand up. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, th- I think that the work is very nice, although I do think that it is <sighs> – I think that it's unfair to the subjects, but I think that the work is beautiful. So I don't know where I come down on it. 
Yeah. In in this particular case, the results were were really nice. But that doesn't mean that we should okay this because in future cases, they may not be. Right. You know, and what he may have on his memory card uh, that that he has seen even even though it's not made public he saw it and and it wasn't intended for him right yeah so again it, for me it comes down to intent and the intent and you weren't here, in a public space either right this was this was shooting with a very long lens uh into people's homes again witnessing moments that that are private are vulnerable and and while the results in this case may be beautiful, I think they were. Couldn't you also uh, argue though that, 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 that just because people don't want you to see these moments doesn't mean that they're not important in the sort of idea of the, the history of humans. Sure. They might be, but, but they're, they're, I haven't given you permission to come into my life. True. They're very painterly. Yeah. I haven't given you permission to, to see me, at what might be my worst at, at uh, seeing me receiving bad news about my child, my parent, uh, my job, uh, or seeing me fight with my wife. I haven't given you permission. Right. And, and in this case, again, because you're not, I think in a public space, there is a line that's, that's if not crossed, definitely straddled. Okay. I agree. It's weird. Yes. I don't know where I come down on it. More discussion on that at some point. <laughs> um, Stay tuned. The, uh, the Paul Westerberg, who is the lead singer and songwriter of The Replacements, uh, had a really interesting article on creativity on The New York Times this week. You've read this, right? Yes. We'll put it in the show notes. It's called Simpler Impossible. And... He talks about like how we write songs and, and what happens and how he thinks about it. And it's always funny when you hear somebody who's sort of a post-punk pop songwriter from the 80s who was probably drunk as he was writing all of his songs. Talking about writing these songs in a very intellectual way. You know what I mean? He's thinking about the same stuff we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Whether or not he was thinking it then or discussing it then, he was thinking it then, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of his quick rules for thumb is amazing. It says, aim for the audience's pockets and you'll miss their hearts by a mile. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great quote. Great idea. Yeah, it's fantastic. Because ultimately you need to connect with their heart. Because that's what art's about. Art is human. Art is not mechanical, which is why, you know, there there, there will be decent facsimiles by computers of art and there are it's missing that thing which is that it was made by somebody who is conscious and thinking and 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 is living in a human body so therefore knows the frailties and the hopes and you know what i mean sure um i i I love this this thing may i read this real quick sure my own creed is it's impossible it's i'm sorry it's simple or impossible to date i've written more than a thousand impossibles Note that I didn't say impossibilities. Incorrect grammar is highly useful. I would never have written a song called Dissatisfied. Right, because there's a replacement song called Unsatisfied. Right, yeah. right, right. And it's true. Uh, and he, he, I like all those things. And I also like the end where he says, uh, I, I, just re- I sat down reading it back, panic setting, because I realized I stole the entire thing from a book written by Jimmy Webb, which is this famous picture, or famous book by this songwriter, Jimmy Webb, who wrote, 
a billion songs that you've heard a million times. Right. Uh, called Songsmith or something like that. It's it's a really good book, but just the idea that he's just like, I was just going over the same stuff that, you know. And who would have thought that Paul Westerberg would be essentially complimenting the guy who wrote Up, Up, and Away in My Beautiful Balloon? Yeah. You know, what a word. But it's, it's all the same thing, stuff. Exactly. And anybody who tells you any different is lying or lying to themselves. What? Yeah. My talent is never, ever doubting goosebumps. Yes. Never doubt goosebumps. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, good thing. We'll put it in the yeah. show notes. It's a good article. Um, and what else we got? We got oh, the, the National Parks Foundation photo contest winners, Jeffrey. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's put winners in, in finger quotes here for a minute. You don't like these pictures? I don't like them at all. I don't like them at all. Uh, the, the, I like the idea. I'm with you on, on the grand prize. Uh, and and this, is, this is a big chunk of change here. $15,000 was given for this grand prize. And I, I you know, I like the, the, the idea of it. I suppose. That's like, that's like what you spend on insure in a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, insure and tennis balls from my walk. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, just, they're just the, you know, and then the, the they're just this HDR mess. Yeah, man. I, I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan. That's all right. Like HDR is a tool. But it has been so overused at this point where there's n- it's it's almost as if there is no there is no uh, it's almost as if there is no landscape photography that's not HDR anymore. Yeah, it kind of seems that way. And I and I feel like that's there's something sad about that. And I know, oh, but HDR shows you stuff you couldn't see. Yeah, but you know what? When I was at the Grand Canyon or when I was at Tetons. It didn't quite look like that. Actually, the Teton one is not too HDRE, but the other two, ooh, turn down the saturation a little bit. It hurts my eyes. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I just think it's funny. It's funny. Anyway, I I just think that people are going to look at this ten years from now and go, "Whoa, what were you people thinking? Back that off." Yeah, you know. And and I I think. Hmm, are you going to say something think, offensive? No, no, no. Uh, I think there was some really great work submitted. I don't think the great work was chosen. Okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Perhaps you could be right. You may be right. Sorry. <laughs> I'm great. not allowed another, to sing that right. Another $8,000 down the drain. <laughs> I, four notes. Four notes is safe. I, I'm allowed to do four notes. Is it? All right. I don't know. Uh, all right. So, uh, what else we got? Anything else? Uh, no, I think we're, we're. What are we doing on time? We've been running long lately, so I'd like to come down a little. We we are we are at a buck thirty right now. So I okay, say we move over to the thing. Photographer of the week. Yeah, who is it? Joseph Kudelka. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, monster photojournalist. <laughs> you don't know. Shut up. You know what I noticed about his pictures? What's that? Really contrasty. Very contrasty. Like re- like like black straight down to the pit of hell kind of contrasty. Yeah. Um, started uh, in, in taking pictures in uh, theater magazines. Okay. Um, using a Roly. So he's in good company. Um, returned from a project photographing gypsies in Romania just two days before the Soviet invasion in August 1968. So good timing there. Um what I like about Kudelka's work is 
and, and we use this term a lot, but it, it's the humanity of it. Yep. Uh, despite being um, in very, let's say, difficult situations, harsh situations, um, th- there is a there is a humanity or a humanness to to his photography that I really quite like. Yes, there is. Um, I mean, it's not just that they have people in them, but they are moments. They, they, they look like moments that are, uh, uniquely human. Yeah. And it really, his composition is very interesting. I wonder what all of it, like if we're seeing his top hundred pictures, most of the time, if we're flipping through stuff, I wonder what his work looks like. You know what I mean? Like right on the roll, how much, how much he takes, if all okay. of his stuff is this interesting or if it's, you know, see, this is why I love the idea of contact sheets. I know, but see, people don't want to show your contact sheets because then you're seeing what they, you know, their quote unquote mistakes as well. Yeah. But the mistakes, that's what gets you to the art. I will tell you though, that the, the picture that I think I like most out of all of his pictures that I've seen, and it is not, it, it's one of the ones that does not have a person in it. And it's that, it's that, um, I think it's like a street corner in Ireland or whatever it is that, uh, here, this one, uh, the original image, I will send it to you in Skype here with the, uh, with the lines on the street. There's a better copy of it actually in that. Oh yeah. No, that's nice. There's a better one in the Eric Kim thing down the bottom. Um, but I just, I just love how like contrasting and just explosive that white is. Yeah. You know, from a technical standpoint, I, I love photographs and by extension photographers that that let things go to black and let things go to white yeah i really do like punchy pictures right and i think it's fine if if you're doing it if you're knowingly doing it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i think the problem is that when you have a camera say that doesn't have a very wide dynamic range and you feel stuck in the fact that see what i'm saying yeah uh, i think that's where the problems exist where you feel like, oh, I couldn't get all this dynamic range, even though I wanted to get all this dynamic range. Well, then there's a problem, you know? Uh, yes. I don't think that's the case with his stuff. Right. Okay. Um, I agree. Been shooting a long time, born in 1938. He's been around forever. Um, in Moravia. Do you, so you were his babysitter? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think gave him the rolly? <laughs> was, was, was he a good baby? <laughs> I think people are getting sick of the old jokes, but I don't care. Yeah, well. Um, I, I think his work is beautiful. I, I like the idea of two people, of, of, of artists who were allowed to just shoot tons of black and white, say. And just, it's like they stuck with one medium. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like that idea. Do, do you, now, he was one of the Magnum photographers. Does, do you think the Magnum photos carries the same weight now as it did when, when uh, this is going to, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody, but do you think it carries the same weight artistically that it, that it did in the maybe forties, fifties, sixties? Yeah. I I don't think that it does, but I, but I think that's just because media has changed so much, you know? Um, but yeah, Hmm. I mean, yeah. Is Magnum still the Magnum they were when, I mean, I'm sure the photographers are still at the same level. It's whether or not society accepts them at the same way. That, that's kind of what it, yeah. And not, I, I, it's not that a reflection gets, that gets on the work. To, right. No, absolutely. That gets back to the whole, 
argument of, are, are you of the right time? You know, mm-hmm. I take pictures with more painterly sort of lighting. And then I go look at all the portrait competitions and it's all that sort of overcast flat lighting outside stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's boring, you know? And so right. people don't care about my stuff because, you know, it looks too much like maybe they'll love it 10 years from now. You know, you can never tell. Yeah, it's it's Is that a bottle rocket the guy's lighting off? I, some sort of rocket, yeah. Uh, Never photo light off sent. rockets in your hands. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Um, but and, and the, the, if you if you like uh, Kudelka's work, there are some really wonderful books. Uh, put those in the in the show notes. He's got a book sure. on gypsies. There's um, the sixty eight invasion of Prague that that has been made into a book, and he's got another one called Exiles that uh is is pretty fantastic as well i mean for a guy like him success probably is knowing that um he could just keep doing his thing you know what i mean yeah that that what's my next assignment right where am i going like even in that picture with the rocket right okay see how the rocket's going over the lamppost in the right hand corner Yes. There would nowadays people would be like, "Oh, I'm going to stamp clone stamp out that lamppost or I'm I should he should have he should have like if this was on Flickr, you should have moved 4 feet to the right so that <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, guys, that's not it's not that's you're missing you're missing it. You're blowing it, you know? Yeah. Um amazing stuff. Good good choice. Something yeah. different. Something yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Kudelka. Uh, a couple think- years ago, he actually spoke uh, – Carl Taylor uh, – th- there's a, uh, a, ph- a photography um, expo – not expo. Uh, Carl lives on an island called Guernsey. Um, okay. Uh, and and the, a month in the summer, the entire island is turned into – uh, this photography uh, conference expo fair kind of thing where all the galleries are 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 showing exhibits and people lecture and and it's it's supposed to be amazing and one year Kudelko came and spoke uh, as did I believe Tim Hetherington ah uh, Tim Hetherington so it's a uh, yeah no excellent stuff good choice you know next week I think in 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 deference to the Lincoln movie I think we should do maybe a trifecta of civil war photography. Uh, I think that would be amazing. Yeah. I I'm fascinated by civil war photography, both yeah, by the subject matter and, and the technique. It'll allow us to do some research too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, if so, if people want to get a hold of us, where do they go? Podcast at ontakingpictures.com. You can send us an email. Uh, Bill tweets at Bill Wadman. I tweet at Jeffrey Sidoris, J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. Yep. Uh, you can find us on the Google plus. Yeah, search for um, search for on taking pictures. You'll find our group and go join, and we'll accept you right away. And uh, what else? Uh, oh, uh, if you if you would like to uh, read a little more about uh, Crudson and uh, and see some more of his photographs after watching the movie, or if you're not a Netflix subscriber and you just want to read and see some photographs, uh, our current spotlight on Faded and Blurred is uh, is on Gregory Crudson. Uh, we'll put that in the show notes too. Um, and, uh, show notes, uh, five by five dot TV slash OTP slash 57. We'll get you these show notes. 57. Not bad, right? Yeah. Pretty good. We're getting somewhere. Getting somewhere. It's like we, we, it's almost as if we know what we're doing now. Yeah. Somebody said to me the other day, they said, you know, you guys make it look easy. Do you think that's true? 
sometimes, yeah. I, some shows just flow and some I struggle with. Oh, interesting. How was this one? Uh, middle of the road. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll try not to take personal offense of that. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it's not. It's like, I just, I feel like I blather on like an idiot sometimes. And, and, uh, so I, I, it's it, well, like right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go away and make some art and we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Enjoy your week. See ya. Yeah.